I never know exactly how to to start once I start when I once I hit the recording button because it always feels disingenuous. I'm always like hi, but like we've actually been on the call for a second already. Right, so that's all good. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so uh, how are you, dude? How are you feeling? Well, today has been rough. It's uh, I feel like my mood has progressively gotten worse over over the day, and like it's just really bad now. Any particular reason why? Probably being on Twitter too much. Um, I keep seeing people like being really happy and having all these accomplishments and talking about like their friends and everything. And it's never a great place to be when all that's happening. I see. So I I was, I was originally going to ask if you're a doom scroller, but it's actually the opposite. It's actually not that you're a doom scroller. It's that you look at people's highlight reels and compare it to your whole life. Yeah. (laughs) It's the, yeah. It's funny how that can have like the opposite effect and everything. Yeah, totally. Because because you see like all of these people, you know, like you you see the little snippets that people are posting of like the best moments of their life and you're like, "Wow, everyone's life is amazing and mine sucks." <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's it's like also I feel like if I had something good going on like I posted it, but like I have legitimately nothing good to talk about it's like i almost barely ever talk on twitter it's not like venting and everything it's like if, if other people are struggling they sure don't show it yeah yeah i mean i think that that is definitely i i, I think that like there's a lot of evidence to show that that is the case that like one of the reasons that like social media is so harmful like like one of the one of the big harms that social media is doing is that like people growing up in the social media era are having this exact problem that like they are comparing themselves to these like impossible standards and when we think about that like we often think about it as like uh like models um you know like who are unbelievably skinny and photoshopped and like don't actually look like that at all but i think that it's also just in the in the day-to-day like everyday people that are posting that also aren't showing the full story and are only showing their highlight reel yeah even even knowing that like i still th- see things that like i can't accomplish like i see people posting art that looks really good i saw someone post that like he got partnered today and i was supposed to feel happy when that happens and i'm just like oh that's not that's something i can never see um, people saying they're in relationships, which I don't have or haven't had for many years. Um, so it's like tangible stuff where sure, like things could be going on behind the scenes, but I can see things that I don't have right in front of me. I see. So it's like, it's like, yeah, things could be going on behind the scenes, but like even, even the highlights don't, don't seem like anything that I could ever achieve. Right. I see. I see. And it it also sounds like that there's that that there's a lot of like sort of um like jealousy or like envy tied up in it that it's like it's like the why 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 do these people have this and and I don't. Oh yeah, there's a ton. I mean like browsing Twitter, browsing Twitch see it all the time it's it's hard for me to leave even go on other people's streams a lot because like i see 
all the viewers they have and all the things they're getting and um I feel like it's like I want that. Why can't I have that? Yeah. Do you have any any sort of like ideas at about where that jealousy might be stemming from like where where it might have started um i don't know it's kind of always been there or at least like it's been there as long as i've been on twitch not not as long because like when i started i i mean i was just playing video games and talking to people and i was like oh people actually want to watch me that's cool um it feels like it was about like eight months in the streaming that happened yeah that does seem to sort of be the the progression of twitch is like you start out and you're like i'll just play some video games and it'll be fun and then like people start coming by and you're like oh wow people are coming by this is amazing and then very quickly it turns into like oh like maybe i could actually make something about the uh, like make something of this and as soon as you have that thought it like the the like jealousy and envy and like comparing yourself begins and like it just it oh it always results in this like like i can i can no longer because the other thing that i heard from what you express is like i want to be happy and like feel free to tell me if i'm wrong about this but like i want to be happy for my friend who just got partnered but i can't because i'm too jealous and like hate that i can't have that is that right like yeah i think i've known people that have um or i've gotten to know a bunch of streamers before they've gotten partner and like every time they hit it i'm like i should be really happy for them and like a couple i was because i've known them really well and i know they work really hard and what they do has real value but then like other people that i know cursory it happens and yeah i'm just like i should feel happy but i i can't for sure for sure and when i i i know a little about your story from or from when i when i talked to you on your stream but um when you came to twitch because i remember that part of your story was that you actually were sort of like kicking butt and taking names like you were like just killing everything that you were doing and then like you hit a bump in the road and it seems like everything has sort of like gone downhill from there um so when you came to twitch were you already like on that downhill path yeah i would i would say so um it was it was kind of a weird reprieve when i started streaming um, because I had just quit my first full-time job like a few months ago and I was freelancing and I had just gotten like a freelance position at a robotic startup that was really fulfilling for the first bit that I did it. And mm -hmm. so things were good. I mean, my commute was super long, but I just got like a new computer and it's like, oh, I can, I can, I'm playing Lost Platoon. I can go talk to people while I do this. So I thought it was a good thing to try. I wasn't like really down in the dumps, but I was definitely on my decline. Sure, sure. And and remind me a little bit, was the job at that robotics company sort of the first cuz I I remember we we struck upon this sort of like little nugget when we when we talked last time of like sort of your first taste of like failure. Was the was the job at the robotics company that first taste of failure or was it something else? No. No, 
Um, first case of failure was definitely one I was broken up with. And then um, kind of like nearing college when I decided, oh, I don't really like programming anymore, but I'm going to graduate anyways because I'm a year away. And then tasted failure even more when I was working at Google and like I, they put me on a project that I absolutely hated and I couldn't like focus on work at all. I was sitting there doing nothing all day and like still getting, I mean, I still got decent performance reviews for some reason, but <laughs> <laughs> like even after going, um, taking time off to like do an outpatient program in a hospital and like doing another like um, disability leave, like I just couldn't stand it there anymore and I had to, I had to leave. And that was all after you, because you you said that the first taste of failure was the sort of being broken up with. And so like all of that sort of came after and was sort of like the uh, the pouring, you know, it started raining and all of a sudden it, it poured. Right. Like, I don't even know if the breakup triggered all that stuff that happened because during my relationship, like I already noticed I was coding less for fun. Um, so I don't, I don't know where, whether it caused it or not. It probably accelerated it a little bit. Okay. Okay. And, um, what, uh, I, uh, man, I, like, I have, I have a few different topics that, that I, like I wrote down just as, as like ideas that we could go into if, if, um, you know, if, if, if we come to it. And so I'm trying to sort of like navigate between like all the questions I want to ask. Um, so uh, when you, when you stopped, when you sort of started like falling out of love with coding, what, what was that like for you? Like, was it, was it scary? Was it, did you not care? What was it like? Oh, it was really scary. Um, I had always seen other people that like hated what they're doing for work. Mm -hmm. And I was the whole time I was like really fortunate and lucky. Cause I was like, I'm not going to be like them. I, I love what I do. I'm really good at what I do. Yeah. This is amazing. Like everything's perfect. And yeah, it was, it was definitely a shock. Like, wow. I, I still kind of held on to some denial. Like maybe, maybe once I get through school, I can take a little break and, um, then maybe I'll put up, be put on an interesting position at work and just kind of focus on other stuff in life, but that's not what happened. And I think that I'm remembering a missing piece right now, which is that like, uh, wasn't there some, like you went to some camp or some workshop or something and it didn't, it didn't go well. And it really affected sort of your like confidence with coding. Wasn't there something like that? Or am I making that up? Uh, I don't think I've, I remember anything like that. I might've, I might've just made it up. I don't know why. Anyway. So, okay. So then, then I'm curious about, do you, do you feel like there's that, that there was any uh, sort of like inciting incident for what sort of caused like your decline of love of coding? Mm, not really. Um, I think my life just kind of like changed when the, I had a really good summer, the summer I got into my first relationship. Yeah. Um, I figured out my sexuality for the first time Yeah. and like for suddenly the whole new world opened 
where like I could have love because I always thought I was supposed to find like a, a girl or something. And I, every time I saw one, I'm just like, Oh, she's nice, I guess. Yeah. Um, that's all it was. So I started to focus on like something different in my life. And I think that summer is like the first time I wasn't like, just had my head in code 24 seven. Mm. I just, I, I still did it and liked it, but there was other stuff going on. Yeah, so it, it almost sounds like you found a new passion, which was your relationship, and it sort of, like, faded coding out, and then when the relationship was no longer there, like, the the passion for coding didn't come back. Like, you still were yeah for that relationship. It was like, oh, well, coding is my reason to live, and then that summer, like, oh, this guy is my reason to live. Just completely switched over and i feel like the floor just dropped out from under me when that ended yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense it's funny i i actually just did uh one of these tentacle tantras with a with a friend of mine named cuddle and we were talking about a a a concept that i think applies here too that that i'm actually currently like struggling with and 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 working through and that is uh that both her and I and it sounds like you as well have a tendency to make other people our center um instead of sort of like being our own center and what happens when you do that is that like when your center is like okay and good and in place everything around like uh uh, you know a plane like a lightning bolt could strike right next to you and like it wouldn't matter you wouldn't care everything would still be good but then when that center you know isn't okay it doesn't matter if you know somebody comes up and gives you a million dollars everything sucks you know what i mean and so uh like the the path that i'm that i'm currently like going on and like trying trying to help others with as well is like uh working on like finding my own center and like sort of um uh not 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 making other people my center because what really blew my mind was that like my therapist said to me like you don't need a like a a specialist person like you don't that 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 it's actually not good to have a specialist person the way that you're having one and it i couldn't even comprehend it when she first said it and i was like that doesn't make any sense like why would you not have that and she was like because it's actually really limiting it actually really uh handicaps you in a lot of ways because you're dependent upon this other person um what do you think about that um i'm not really sure what you mean entirely by a specialist person so like uh I, I think that it's the same the same concept as as having someone as your center. So like, instead of um, I think that a lot of the time where it comes from, and and you'll have to tell me if you relate to this. I know that for 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 me it's like this. It comes from that like you weren't allowed to be your own center. You had to be someone else's center, like oftentimes when we're young oftentimes with our parents because that's where a lot of our stuff comes from um like you 
you sort of had to be the like caretaker like you you had to you had to sort of fill in for other people and so uh and so what that does is it develops this sort of dynamic where instead of instead of being strong in who you are and another person being strong in who they are and you both sort of standing together you sort of like intermingle and and like you know uh all your all all your tentacles get crossed and so then when whenever like the left person isn't okay the right person also isn't okay rather than like if the left person is okay the right person is you know like there to comfort them and and can be okay so like specialist person is just like that having that dynamic within within your relationships Mm, so kind of like people like filling in the gaps for each other and being codependent yeah yeah i think codependency is probably a good way to put it um i think that it might have a, a little bit more nuance than codependency but i think like it's a it's a good place to start what do you what do you think about um, what do you think about sort of the con? Let's just start with codependency. Like, what do you think about the concept of codependency? Uh, it's scary. Yeah, that's what I'd say. Hmm. Um, even even when things were good in my relationship, I was worried about him all the time. When I didn't hear from him that day, like I felt like part of me was missing. And yeah, like people people always tout it as such a good thing, but it's not consistent, and it really right. can just fall apart. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, it really, it really does sound to me like part of you was ripped away from what, when, when, when that breakup occurred and like it, it hasn't healed and you haven't been able to sort of like put the pieces back together. Mm -hmm. Like I always, when I was with them, like I thought of us as like two halves of a whole and then, then I was just a half and right. I don't even know like how I was a whole person before, honestly, or if it even was like, because before then I had no concept of romance whatsoever. Mm -hmm. It was almost like things just were better with me not knowing what else was out there. Yeah. So from like what I just heard, like you're basically saying that like you're walking around now every day as half of a person. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Um, there, there are things that like I want to do or want to get into, mm -hmm. and I try to do them by myself, and they just don't feel right. Hmm. What, what is that how, like? How, could you give me an example? Um, I guess I'm trying to think. Like I, I've been getting a lot into board gaming recently, which is not much fun at all solo. I mean, there are solo games, but um, I've been still playing with games with my mom a little bit. Yeah. So. That's that's something, but when I think about other things, like for example, like watching anime or something, like I can do it by myself, but I have to be doing something else at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I used to just be able to watch it. Why? What 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 happens if you try to watch anime and not do something else? Um, I I just get on my phone like while I'm watching it. And, it just automatic, like, I can't stop myself. I'm like, what's happening here? And what's happening here? And look at the same things and probably the same awful social media scrolling that makes me miserable yeah, happens at the same time. And then, <laughs> then I don't even focus on the anime. I'm like, what happened? Oh, no, I missed something. 
why do you think that that urge is there? Uh, I equate it to a, a lot of th stuff that happened in college with uh, professors and lectures. Like, I could not, once I got the ability to, like, go on my phone during lectures, I was never not on that. Because people would talk and my brain runs faster than they talk. And so I'm processing things, like, way too fast. So I need something to fill in the gaps, but then it fills in, like, too many gaps. And suddenly I'm lost and need to study on my own. What's this conversation like for you right now? Um, it's actually alright. Like I'm not, I'm not looking at anything else. I mean, there's a stream on the other monitor, but I'm not really watching it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, okay. And and why do you think that that in this conversation it's not like like you don't feel that compulsion? Um, it's very, it's very personal. Mm -hmm. Um, it's very improvement focused. Um, I don't know. It's, it's real time. Like I'm active in it, I guess, mm. which is one thing. Yeah. Like, it's not like I can just doze off and still keep, keep part in it. I see. I see. So, uh, I, I don't, I don't have any sort of like expertise to like, you know, make any sort of like diagnosis or anything, but I have learned a little bit about um, uh, ADHD and um, one of the cool things that I've learned that seems to sort of apply in the situation, not to say that you have ADHD or anything, but just like it seems similar, is that a lot of people think about ADHD as like the brain isn't working correctly or like the brain isn't working well enough. But what I've learned is that uh, with a people with ADHD, it's not that their brain isn't working correctly, it's actually that it works too well. Like it's too, there's like too much RAM. And so they need other stuff to like sort of like f satisfy it. Because otherwise it's just like, it's just idling. Like it's just like you have this, you know, I'm not, I'm not enough of a nerd to, to be able to come up with a good, what's a really amazing like computer. Like it, your brain is a supercomputer and you're running like, you know, runes on it. multi-threading maybe is what yeah. it would be. It's like some like multi-threading computer and you're like running like RuneScape on it. And like your computer's like, I need to do more. This is boring. Yeah. I mean, actually, literally when I play, try to play video games off stream right now, I feel like bored and like my brain is running really fast. Like I need to do something else. Yeah. Um, and it's weird. Like before streaming, I could play video games and not worry about that. But now that I've had the opportunity to do something else while playing video games, it's yeah. like I can't go back. Hmm. So I'm going to ask you something that might sound kind of weird. It might not relate at all, but it might also be like a magical moment that totally relates. Do you find that your brain is sort of like, um, it's sort of like layers of thoughts. Like you have like, you sort of have like 10 thoughts going at once. I think so. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Sometimes like when I lay down, I just rest for a while. My brain just like goes all sorts of places all at once. Mm -hmm. So I, I guess, I guess it's kind of like that. Sometimes like I can be thinking about nothing, but think about everything at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And is it, is it sometimes sort of, um, does it sometimes keep you from feeling like you can experience things fully? Um, yeah, I think so. 
because yeah it's like if it's all places at once it doesn't stay in one spot ever for too much right and so like the thought that you're trying to keep is being like pulled in all of these different directions from like these like you know 20 other thoughts that are bumping around in your brain right right yeah um like i I mean it's hard for me to even like watch someone stream without doing something at the same time yeah and then i miss stuff in their stream Totally. And then, yeah i also i also have a hard time just watching streams i think it's because there's a lot of with, with streaming just the nature of the platform like there's usually a lot of like not climactic moments you know what i mean whereas like on like youtube right. videos or something like it's like edited down to the like core content but on streams like there's a lot of you know you're the person sitting there playing some games or whatever you know right right it's it makes sense why it's hard for people to stay interested for a long time totally like when i see it from a viewer perspective but when i'm from a streamer perspective i'm like wait why are why this person say like two things and then not talk anymore what's going on yeah yeah there i i i relate deeply to that to that dichotomy where like i am busy a lot and don't make it to a lot of streams and, but then, like, when I have an event and people don't make it, I'm like, well, hold on a minute. Why didn't they come to my stream? <laughs> yeah, I definitely relate. Um, I wanted to I wanted to sort of circle back for a second to the, the board game conversation. Because, uh, one, um, I actually really love board games. Like, a lot of my favorite childhood memories are playing board games with my family. Um and, like, the way that I structure my stream, like, the way, the, the reason that I like playing Jackbox so much, like, I actually like playing Jackbox, unlike a lot of streamers, um, is because it gives me that... I mean, I'm guilty of... Oh, yeah, I'm guilty Jackbox. of playing Jackbox, but not actually liking it sometimes. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Um, uh, is because it gives me that sort of, like, game night vibe that I used to have with my family. And I, I really, I really love that. So I'm, I'm just curious for you. Like, uh, I, I'm curious to hear more about your sort of like board game endeavors and, and what, what you've been doing with that. Right. Um, I, well, I started going to a board game meetup a few weeks ago. Um, just because it's like, Oh yeah, I'm vaccinated. So it's okay to go see people again. It's been, I've been wanting to do it the whole time, like during the pandemic and, just hasn't been possible so yeah it's been nice to actually have that happen and um same time like i've been really like researching a lot of stuff about new games and um it's been exciting to like learn a bunch of new stuff yeah and in a way i don't know why but board games engage me more than video games most of the time like i I think actually if i had to like only choose one of them i would pick board games i think to only play for the rest of my life yeah, I think that in a lot of ways, just the way that they're engineered, like, video games are designed to sort of, like, walk you through the steps, you know? Like, to sort of, like, like take you from point A to point B, because, like, that's the reason that a lot of people play video games, is sort of, like, to escape the, like, you know, d- exhausting brain work that comes with everyday life. But I'm really getting the sense with you, Brownie, that 
you are you actually have the opposite problem that you are incredibly bored with life and need things that challenge your brain yeah i'd say that's about right like board games are probably more challenge yeah um than video games a lot of the time you know video games are hard like i know there's a solution in there um because you have to you first have to learn the rules and like execute them right and then figure out the best way to play within the rules mm-hmm. and then the best way to counter the way other people try to try to win yeah and like unlike like i experienced this when i started playing uh hearthstone because i started out my first ever trading card game was Yu-Gi-Oh, and i was obsessed with Yu-Gi-Oh. but i never played it online or anything i always played it like with my cousins and like by myself like i would just play against myself um and so then when I found Hearthstone, it was so cool that I had infinite people to play with. But what wasn't cool was because it's online, how like quickly metas get established, that like I lost a lot of the creativity. And like one of my favorite things with Yu-Gi-Oh! was deck building. And I sort of lost that opportunity with Hearthstone because you can't really beat the net decks. Like once once the meta is established, like you play one of those decks or like you're probably not going to climb the ladder, you know? So, like, with with board games, in, like, in a similar way with board games, like, you get to really sort of, like, experiment and define versus in, like, again, like, video games, everything is sort of, like, set and defined. Yeah. So, I actually, I think I had the same experience um, that you had with Hearthstone with, like, competitive Pokemon. Like, you used to go on the simulators all the time and try to win with, like, stupid strategies that like not, not many people were using and I can right. only get so far right by and the people that were like copy and pasting the same teams were always winning yep um so it got kind of frustrating with board games is different because like everybody's on an even playing field exactly. unless it's an asymmetric board game which is actually one of my favorites is that but um, what still are, what are asymmetric board games um where people start off with different different like conditions um so one of my favorite board games is called Root, and barely anybody will ever play it with me because it's super complicated. Okay. But um, you have, like, four different, or not four different, there's, like, eight different at this point, but, like, everybody plays a different faction of animals that's trying to, like, take control of forests. Okay. And the game is not, like, super balanced. Some of the factions are a little bit better than the others. Okay. But it's still interesting hearing the strategy of how people play them to the best of their ability. Yeah. Have you ever played a board game called uh, Titan? Uh, I haven't heard of that. You haven't heard of it? Nope. Oh, okay, okay. My uh, my father-in-law really likes the game Titan, and, and we, we uh, they, they ended up making an app of the board game, just like they have, like, an app of Risk. And uh, we played it for a little while, but my, uh, my, my father-in-law... Sorry, there's stuff underneath my feet, and it's annoying me. Um, my father-in-law uh, got really frustrated because the the like dice mechanics were not done well enough that like he could tell that it wasn't rolling like actual dice and it just drove him crazy and we couldn't play anymore. <laughs> oh dang! Like the dice weren't coming out as expected. Yeah, like the like I would I I would be going up against him and I would roll like. A ridiculous amount of sixes or whatever that like would never happen on real dice and like it would happen on a like relatively regular basis given like cer- certain like sets of circumstances in the game 
and he was like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. So, <laughs> so <it's not> like, <laughs> Jeez, but, that's really strange. But it sounds, it sounds like a similar kind of game where like there's, there's sort of like different, uh, like you sort of like build different like armies or like not armies, but like different uh, types of creatures and like things like that. And then end up coming up with some sort of strategy to, and there's like different like, uh, like land types and all sorts of things in the game. But anyway, um, I do I do want to because I know that the like original thing that made me ask you if you wanted to do this was our conversation that we were having in Discord about um, about some of the things that that you were really struggling with with streaming, and so I do want to like I for sure want to touch on those. I think that a lot of the um, I think that a lot of the stuff that you're experiencing with streaming is I don't even know the right word for it but I'll just sort of tell you my experience and and why I think this so when I when I was streaming I streamed for a while on a when I first started streaming I streamed on a, on a channel called Snake Tech and it was a duo stream and we streamed together all the time and then um, I decided to go off on my own, and I was streaming on my own. And while I was streaming on my own, I kept running into these periods of burnout where just like uh, just like I was talking about where like when, when your center gets sort of like displaced, like no matter what, like everything around you starts to seem bad. So like when I would start getting like burned out on stream, I like... N- it, it would be the same people who, like, you know, I love and I love having around my community and everything. But, like, all of a sudden, like, they all seemed bad and, and I would not enjoy talking to them and, like, wouldn't be able to stream. And, it, like, it kept – it got so regular that I was burning out like this that one of my friends wrote me and was like, dude, like, it's getting so regular that, like, I can predict it. It's like, oh, three months. Tech's about to burn out again, like – <laughs> it was really really bad and it got so bad that it got to the point where like, i almost like deleted everything like my account my discord just like my entire community i like deleted all the apps off my phone like i was just like out um and what i discovered was that it actually didn't have anything to do with streaming for me for me what it had to do with was i realized that there was a part of myself that I really hated. And I didn't know that because I, I really liked my, per- I've always really liked my personality. Um, but I've, I'd never really been crazy about my looks. And I was like, you know, that's fine. I don't have to be crazy about my looks. But what I didn't realize is that when you like hate a part of yourself like that, it sort of seeps into like all parts of you. And it, it you really can't sort of like, selectively hate it just sort of spreads um and so i had this um huge moment in my life where i i sort of realized that i like could be beautiful and that i did find myself beautiful it was just in a different way um and since then i haven't run into 
to burnout again. And I've been streaming for, I think, like um, a year or two since that point, And, like, there hasn't been burnout. Um, and so because of that, I, I, I hypothesize, given everything that we've, we've talked about this time and last time, that a lot of the issues that, that you're facing are, are because of sort of like the fact that you are walking around as half a person all the time. Like, dude, that sounds awful. Sounds like, like I wouldn't want to get up in the morning. Yeah, and a lot of times I don't, like, well, I mean, nowadays I'm on, like, meds that put me to sleep really well, and it's hard to get up anyways, but yeah. <laughs> um, it's still, like, a lot of days I'm like, oh, I just really don't want to do this today. And I only get up out of bed because I'm bored or, like, because someone would notice if I didn't get out of bed. Well, that's good. I'm glad that you have people that notice if you don't get out of bed. Are the Is that, like... The people that you live with or is it like your streaming community or um kind of both um that's good i mean my parents would know something's up but i mean when it's not summer then they're not home and they wouldn't notice if i waited till like four to get up sure except i don't think i could stay in bed that long but um i guess my stream schedule a lot kept me getting out of bed because i had to I was like, oh, I need to be live at 12 p.m. Okay, let's do this. Or, like, people will notice and something will happen. Yeah. And what do you think would happen if if you didn't show up for stream? Uh, I kind of wonder, but there's, like, one person that's always in the chat, like, before I start streaming. That's and I don't think all that much would happen. Like, that one person might sit there for a while and go, what's up? And then realize it's not happening. So maybe when I think about that way, there's not much consequence. Cause I, <laughs> I think most people don't even look at my schedule. They just get the notification. They're like, okay, here I am. Sure. Sure. Well, I hope, I hope that I didn't just take away some, some like vital, like survival mechanism that you've been holding on to. Oh, what? it's not. Don't worry about that. Okay. Good. Um, so, one of the things that I just want to sort of like acknowledge in this conversation is that like, I think that th the fact that you're walking around as half of a person is probably one of the roots of the issue. I also am not sure how to fix it, but I, uh, but I feel you like, Maybe not in the exact same way, but there's there's like a couple of different pieces. One, I, like I said, I'm also somebody who like had someone as my center for a very long time and am now in the process of like removing them. And so like I know how excruciating that is. And then two, I also know like when I was in school, I I would every night stay up as late as I possibly could because I didn't want to go to bed and wake up the next day to go to school because I hated, hated school. I hated it. So waking up was just miserable for me. So I, like, I feel you and like 
one one of the big reasons that I wanted to do this with you is because like I wanted I wanted to be there like say that like I'm here for you dude and like try to offer some sort of value for you and maybe like try to work through something to sort of help restore that other half of you like a like a starfish you have you heard that about starfishes you can uh i haven't actually you can cut them in half and they'll grow into two starfish somehow i didn't know that even like i dissected a starfish in biology class and still didn't know that somehow don't go around cutting starfish in half now that's not nice i'm sure it doesn't feel good <laughs> yeah well when I started streaming, I lived near the ocean, but yeah, now I can't do that anymore. <laughs> so, um, I'm gonna, a I'm just gonna ask and see sort of where it takes us. How, how do you think we could start restoring your other half? That's a good question. Like, I'm very lost on how, because I feel like it's almost like, it's not even one person that like completes me nowadays. It's like multiple people like, mm -hmm. Oh, this person comes by and they're really fun to talk to. I need to lean on this person. Oh wait, all of a sudden they're gone. Oh no. What do I do? And like, I have these like mini crises all the time where someone drops out of communication and I'm just kind of lost for a while. Yeah. That sounds like the streaming curse, dude. Like I think that's, I think that every streamer struggles with that where like, yeah, Actually, I think I heard it in one of your videos. Yep. The exact same thing. Yep, absolutely. And you get attached you, to a person. Yep. And and my the the time where like I almost like deleted everything, the reason I did was because somebody like I was like full leaning on somebody and they were like nope. And so <laughs> and so I just I just completely collapsed. Um do you do you remember uh do you remember my sort of like s s proposed solution to it um i think i you talked about it like almost like crowd surfing like yeah rely on the people that are there and let those ones boost you up in the moment yeah and i from from what we've talked about in the past i know that one of the issues that might come up for you with that is that a lot of the time, the people that are there, you don't connect with as deeply. Yeah. Like, so many of the people that are in my stream, like, sure, I like that they're there, but they're, like, more than 10 years younger than me and into very different things. Like, they'll talk about Minecraft, which I don't like, or talk about, like, some movie that I don't watch or something. And it's like, these are not the people I'd be hanging out with if I had the choice right. to do. And so I'm curious when you when when people come in and start talking about like Minecraft or whatever do you like indulge them? Do you like actively engage with them? I do. Like I I try to I always like think I should try to keep everyone and I'm starting to realize it's not the greatest idea. But I like ask questions. I pretend to be interested. I want to, I try to be like everyone's friend and it was super exhausting. So, yeah. 
I think that you're right on the money. Interestingly enough, I think that this is the same. It, it, it feels different, but I think it's actually exactly the same as when people, like, keep toxic people around in their community. Or, like, when people sort of, like, tolerate trolls because they, like, don't want to lose the viewer. I think it's the exact same phenomenon. Because basically, as the... As, like, the content creator, base, my, my father-in-law and I had a discussion about how essentially what we're selling is, like, space. Like, we're creating a space that people can come and exist in. And what makes one space more, like, profitable than another is, like, how good of a space it is. So, like, if it's, you know... Uh, run-down place in the ghetto not as many people are going to want to hang out there as like some like you know very nice chateau and like some you know really whatever um and as the as the content creator like you are the one who's in charge of cultivating and maintaining that space and so when you like indulge people that like you don't really connect with or when you indulge trolls that are toxic, ultimately, two things happen. Well, three things, probably more, but lots of things happen. One is that you're unhappy because it's not the kind of space that you want to exist in. Two, more of those people are like, oh, this person indulges me. I'll keep, I'll, I'll, I'll bring my friends and more, and more of their friends come in. And so more of that space develops. And then three, the people that you do want around and the kind of space that you do want to have diminishes because they're like, oh, like this person isn't maintaining the kind of space that I want. So I'll dip. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, this is actually. Exactly what we talked about in the last Healthy Gamer session. Um, oh. Okay, and... I'm so glad you brought it up because I'm so curious about it, but I didn't want to, like... Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know, we talked about, like, different things pretty much every session, but last session was almost entirely focused on streaming, and mm -hmm. the thing I kept coming back to is, like, I'm afraid if I don't indulge these people, then I'll have no one. Like, I I'm not completely convinced that, like, the good people are being driven away. It's like either they don't have enough time or they're not feeling up to socializing or like, it feels like sometimes if I don't want to talk to these people about these things, like everyone will leave or like maybe it'll just be lurkers or I don't know, something like that. <clears throat> I think I need to write this down before i before okay. i express it to you so i can sort of like gather all the different pieces hold on one second that's okay um I found I found a good like starting place. Okay. 
what was your experience like of our talk on your stream? Um, it was still, still might have been my favorite stream I did this year. Um, like I was talking so about flattered. something that I wanted to talk about, and like usually I hate doing co streams. Usually I hate some having someone on mic. Um, so that's also I guess pretty flattering. Um, You're really stroking my ego here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, but I was like for the first time talking about what I wanted to talk about mm -hmm. and having enough people like respond positively to what I was talking about. Whereas okay. normally when I try to bring up a subject like that, I don't hear anything like yeah. just radio silence. So I have, I have a theory, but I'm curious, like, what do you think? Do, like, like, do you have any ideas on like what the difference could be? Like, wh why there was a difference? Um, let's see. Um, I did. For one thing, I wasn't playing a game. Mm -hmm. Um, I did advertise it like beforehand. And I don't normally do that for streams, besides posting my schedule. Okay. Um, but I don't know if that mattered at all because people don't usually listen to advertising. <laughs> Okay, so here's here's my here's my theory. And my theory is that in in my experience of your streams cuz I I, I, I I admit that uh, that I that I lurk a little bit. I I am I'm a little bit of a lurker. Um in my experience of your streams, I do notice your indulgence like i notice that a lot of the time on your stream it is uh totally other focused which i think is actually usually a good thing like usually i i feel like i would be like sort of pushing people more toward being other focused but in your case i think that what made a big difference in that stream is that like I sort of made it about you? Like even though we were supposed to be talking about self-esteem in sort of a general sense, I was like, no, 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 I'm gonna have a therapy session with Brownie right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, um, and I, I noticed the same exact thing that you did, which is that like your community like showed up for you. Like I, it was so touching seeing your community be like, oh my god, I love seeing Brownie like talk about this kind of stuff. And I think that the difference is that, like, they really got to feel you. And I think a lot of the time on, on your stream, because um, because you, you really want to make everyone happy, you, people don't get to experience you because you're, you're, um, you're like, chameleoning. Does that make sense? Right. Like, I can, I can sort of, like, be anything except myself. Right. And I think that the... That the paradox of all this is that what pe what will really make people happy and what people really want is you is actually you and i think that the fact that our, our stream together was like the best stream that you've had all year is partial evidence of that yeah okay so i have i go back and forth on this because mm -hmm. I know I have like little bits in stream where I talk about myself sometimes mm -hmm. and I notice that like nobody says anything, but then when I make it like entirely about myself, suddenly people are like, Oh, I'm here for this. Mm -hmm. It's really weird. Um, 
Like I had a similar stream on Tuesday night after my coaching session. Okay. Uh, it's it's been an interesting week because it's been my 30th anniversary streaming happened yesterday, so I made sure, the whole week sure. about that. Yeah. Thank you. Um. So normally I was like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna party, and then Tuesday night I was like, you know what? I I don't really feel like loading it up and like being all happy and stuff. Let me let me talk about burnout and like what I just discussed with the coach. Yeah. Um, and I, I can only talk about it for like an the first hour and a half, but that was a really cool hour and a half to see people like validating what I said. Totally. And so like, <laughs> just from sort of a logical standpoint, I don't know, like a coding standpoint, if, uh, if you only talk about yourself a little and you don't get a lot of response, but you talk about yourself a lot and you get m a lot of response, what does that suggest? Uh... I don't know. It's weird. Like I, I, I don't like to think that I should do that more, but it seems it seems like that's a good thing. I don't know if I that the problem is like I've done that very little. It's like been that stream and the stream you did, yeah, with me. And I, if I did that all the time, I'm worried like I would bore people because I'm not really an interesting person or have much of a life outside of streaming. So that here's where I'm gonna push back against you. I think that 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 is that's the problem is that you think that in offering yourself it's boring and what what i think is that you you as a person actually have a tremendous amount of value to give and insight to give dude like you you like worked at google you heckin all, like all the I, I can't even remember what you said at the beginning of this conversation because it sounded so fancy and adult and like cool and big money making like i can't even remember what it was but like you've done so many like really cool valuable things i think that you have an incredible amount to offer your audience and i think that that is really what content creation is all about it's about like showing yourself t to your audience and like your audience gains value from that like be, be, because that is ultimately the space that you're creating the space that you're creating is like you're sort of like opening up and letting everyone like see inside and like some people are like oh that seems really cool i want to come in um i i like to believe that like well okay so i do look at all the big furry streamers and i i notice that very few of them do the thing that i do which is what? um which is like cater to other people. Yeah. It's very much like I am this iconic, like a lot of them are VTubers, obviously. Like they're like, yep. I am this brand. I am this like character. Yep. And people like me for me and hear what I have to say about things. Yep. And I almost don't like it a lot of the time because I like <laughs> to come in the streams and like talk about stuff. Yeah. But a lot of other people like it. What? don't you like about it when you go into other people's streams um i feel like everybody just like all happy and stuff or at least they pretend to be and like mm. jokey and having fun and it's like the twitter thing like i see people having a good time and i'm like i i can't feel that yeah yeah so i do think that there like that might be a that might be a symptom of um Uh, I can't remember the right word, like m m sample bias, like the particular 
types of content creators that you're watching are all sort of like you know sunshine and rainbows and like don't want any sort of like depth in in their like in their content creation but i think that yeah. there are there are a lot of content creators that like are showing their true selves and like go like really deep and like get into like deep stuff on stream like a lot of like mental health content creators and things like that um, i have trouble finding them a lot of the time actually yeah i mean it's definitely i think that it is definitely a new like an emerging niche i don't think that it is because because mental health in itself is an emerging niche like for a long time and still in a lot of ways like we don't really care about mental health we really only care about physical health so i i totally get why it would be it'd be hard to find them but they're out there there are there are streamers that really want you to bring your authentic self to the table and like i i talk about this on my stream all the time that like i i don't i don't care if if you don't come to my stream what what really bothers me is if you don't come to my stream because like you don't want to bring the mood down that pisses me off because oh I'm yeah like, no dude like bring your authentic experience here otherwise this isn't an actual community it's just some like it's just some fake plastic like toy on a shelf like i can't stand it it's terrible i've literally yeah i've literally heard that from people like i asked them how they're doing and they're like oh if i really say how i am like I, the stream will be ruined so i shouldn't do that and I'm like no that's what i want to hear exactly it's way better than hearing that someone's just good and that's it and Brownie, this is exactly why you need to be your authentic self on stream, because we need more people like you. We need more people that that actually want that and that are bringing their like authentic experience to stream rather than bring this like chameleon, like try one size fits all, but doesn't actually fit anyone mentality. We need we need people exactly like you. What you want is exactly what the world needs. Like that is that to to use to use the the um sanskrit word like that's your dharma right there like you got oh oh it's so, I hope it's, so. it is i know it i'm so confident i'm so con tell okay all right i'm gonna i'm gonna stop like railing you for a second and just ask you about because i'm super curious ask you about your your coaching experience because uh y when when we talked on discord you said like it's not going that great it's like one step forward two steps back yeah well it doesn't feel like i think my main problem with it is that not much carries over between sessions like we'll talk about one thing and i'll say oh we'll do this assignment and we'll span, expand on this more later and then we like end up talking about a completely different thing the next session i see so it feels all like isolated and stuff so like it's like instead of being like um like a story driven show it's just like like episodic it's like one episode after another. yeah have you brought right. that up with your coach have you like said like it feels like we're not i haven't no, like, but continuity. i probably should there hasn't been like much room to get that feedback it seems for sure yeah i would i w one of the things that i have learned about therapy like i've been in therapy for a long time how long have i been in therapy oh my god i've been in therapy for a long time i think since i think like 10 years oh my god anyway i've been in therapy for a long time and one of the things that i've really learned about therapy is that um while therapists are very good at like you know deducing things out or like coach you know coaching therapy whatever 
deducing things out. Like, they are not mind readers. And so, like, you got to let them know because those dynamics that come up in the room, not only are they really helpful in the room, but they usually reflect things outside of the room. Uh, I'm trying to remember the technical word for it, and I'm, I'm failing, and I'm not going to remember it, but it's a really cool concept that basically you will play out, I think it's displacement, you will play out dynamics in your regular relationships in the room with your therapist. And good therapists or good coaches will acknowledge those dynamics and work through them with you. And then it helps you work through them in real life. And so, but if you if you never bring it up, then the then the coach or the therapist doesn't know to help you with that. So like anytime, and I mean, this goes for like us talking right now too. Absolutely, Brownie. Like if, if something comes up that you're experiencing that like doesn't feel good or that like some, there's some grind or something, bring it up. Because it will help tremendously. Even if it doesn't feel like there's room, like, you're you're heckin' paying for these sessions. Like, make room. Like, say, stop talking. <laughs> I want to talk about how these feel super episodic to me and not, not, uh, I can't, story-driven? I don't know what the right word. Narrow. Yeah, I guess I've been kind of trained not to. Because, like, I had a therapist that was really bad and, like, would talk about himself a lot. Mm-hmm. And, like, every time I brought something up, he's just like, oh, that's because you're not trying hard enough. I'm like, really? Seriously? Yeah, awful. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a total discountment of your of your feelings. Right. And, like, I, I, I kept telling him, because he's just talking at me a lot, but, like, I want him to listen to me more. He's like, oh, well, you don't know what you're talking about. I know what to talk about. Oh, my God. Unfortunately... The- there a lot there's some careers that it's way worse to that that like the inevitable like people are going to be bad at their job is like way more damning and i think that therapy is definitely one of them if you have a bad yeah therapist, it is, it's gone through the ringer yeah. it's like i don't even know what a good therapist is like anymore because i don't know how to handle them or even if i can get anything from therapy i think from from what you're saying and from just like the little bit of work that you and I have done, I think that you can get a lot from therapy, dude. I think that you have gotten a lot from therapy. I think that it's just that, like, because you're walking around as half of a person, you're like, ow, I still forking hurt a lot. So it doesn't feel like anything is being done, but I, I think I think more is happening than, than you think. Mm, maybe. It just seems like... Even the therapist now, like I'm hearing things that I heard two years ago, mm-hmm. and I should probably stop her. Like, but I'm just tired of hearing that. Like, I need to believe to get, I can get better in order to get better. For example, hmm. why don't you believe that you can get better? Um, because I've had many, many years of trying things, and they've all failed, and I know why they fail. Um, why do they fail? Because my brain just doesn't stay interested in things. Or trust anybody. And what is your brain staying interested in things having to do with you getting better? Well, I need to, like, keep an interest to to have a job, first of all. And I need to keep an interest in a person to have, like, a friendship or a relationship. Or keep even keep a common interest to like keep the friendship going. 
And are those the, is that what getting better looks like? I think so, but it seems like it just involves being someone that's not me. Hmm. Cause to me, those sound like symptoms, you know, like, like if I have a cold, I might cough or I might have a sore throat, but like, that's not the cold. Those are just symptoms of the cold. The cold is like some like bacteria, or I don't know the science, but you know, whatever it is inside of me that it's actually causing those things to happen. So like, similarly, the things that you just described, like having a job or like, you know, keeping a friendship or a romantic relationship, like those things all sound like symptoms. The root of the issue sounds to me, and I mean, you tell me what your experience is like, but it sounds to me like the root of the issue is that you're walking around as half of a forking person. That's awful and painful and terrible. Right. I guess I never thought of it that way completely, but it kind of is. And I don't know how to be full again. Cause it seems yeah. like I have to forget a bunch of stuff to be like that. What do you have to forget? That what being in love was like. Hmm. I, I, I wouldn't want to forget that. I, I I like to think that I all my memories make who I am, but... Yeah. It, I feel like I'd be better off if that didn't happen. Like, just this, just today, I had, like, a dream about high school, um, and I realized how much I missed that. Yeah. S sort of a simpler time. Right. Like, I was top of the class. I was the best trumpet player. I was... I had interests, I had hope, I had things that I could do. Mm -hmm. And now you don't feel like you have any of those? Nope. Yeah, that sounds really, really tough. Mm-hmm. So do you, like, if, if, you could, if you could flip a switch and forget the relationship ever happened, would you do it? That's a tough one. Um, it's hard to say because I don't know where I'd be if I didn't remember that. Like, what would have filled my life instead? Like, like I don't know if what, I would have. What, what if, what if, like, your circumstances don't change at all, but you can just flip a switch and, like, forget the relationship? Like, you're still, you're, you said you're living with your parents right now, right? Yeah. So you're, like, still living with your parents as you are now, but, like, you just, like, flip a switch, you go to bed, you wake up the next morning, and you don't remember anything about that relationship. Um, I guess things wouldn't be any better off. They might be a little bit better, but I would inevitably get in a relationship, probably a long-distance one, that I barely cared for and have the same thing happen. Hmm. That's actually not even where I was going, but... I, I guess I guess that's a good point. I my, my my original my original thought process was just that like I don't know man like even if I even if me and Bertie like got divorced um I I would never ever 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 want to like erase those memories out of my life like they've they like you said like they've made me who i am uh and just forgetting all of that would be i mean obviously i wouldn't remember so it wouldn't be incredibly painful but like 
I don't I don't want I I, I would ra I would rather suffer the the pain you know what I mean just, right. like similarly like like my the the friendship that I had where like I was leaning on the person then like they dipped and like it, it it's what it's what made me almost quit streaming uh like I would never want to forget that like that that person still to this day is incredible like that relationship meant a lot to me it was incredibly precious to me what do you what do you think about mm. that i don't know like i don't think my relationship le left anything lasting good on me like anytime i think back to like the good times we had it's just sad now because it's like oh well that will never happen again I mean, sure, maybe I learned some things that I like, but it's like I learned things that I like that are dangling in front of me, and like, no matter how hard I try to catch up, they'll never, I'll never have it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna push back a little bit, and you tell me if I, you tell me if I think, if you think I'm wrong, okay? I think that the only reason that you that you could be sad about something is if it means a great deal to you. So like, for instance, if somebody who I don't know says, bye, I'll never see you again. I don't know, like, I don't know them, I don't care. But if somebody that I have known my entire life and I care super deeply about says, bye, I'll never see you again, I'm gonna be really sad that they're not there anymore. And like, looking back on those memories, yeah, like I'm going to be sad that I don't get to experience that with them anymore. But at the same time, I think I need to explain a concept. Is it okay if I get a little esoteric? Sure. Okay. One of the really cool concepts that I've learned recently is that uh, there's an axis. Tell me if I'm using the right words because you're smarter than me. There's an axis between happiness and sadness and contentment and uh what's the word i'm looking for? and suffering and so what i mean by that is like i can be sad but be content and i can be i can be happy but ultimately be suffering does that make sense um uh not exactly. It's like, okay. I don't know. I wasn't going to put the word suffering in there when you were thinking of something. I was thinking more like, like wanting or desire. No, I think, I think suffering is definitely, is definitely the word. Um, suffering seems like the opposite of happy to me. Yeah. So let me, let me give you an example. Uh, the friendship that I had. I am sad that it is gone, but I am very content that it happened. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't have any sort of like internal, um, you know, like, like I wish, I wish I could go back and change this or anything like that. I, I'm I'm very content that it happened and I and I wouldn't I wouldn't want it any other way even though I'm sad that it's over um, 
or like a, a another example is like there there was a, a doctor and he lost a patient who was really young really young patient but to this day both him and his fam and and the patient's family are content that he was this guy's doctor even though the guy died even though the doctor wasn't able to save him like he's he's content that even though it was a, it was a sad thing that happened that he that he was the one that was that was there for them and so similarly in your relationship like yeah of course you're going to be sad that those things aren't there anymore but i think that that just goes to speak more for how important they were and i think that and again like this is a hypothesis so feel free to like push back against me but like i think that one day you you'll get to a place where you can look back at that time and and be sad that it's over but that you'll be very content that it happened that's possible i mean if i get to a place in my life where i'm better than it was when that happened then yeah i can see that being a thing but so far i haven't gotten back up to the high before There's something juicy in there. I'm trying to. I'm trying to um, suss out what it is. You said, "I can see that happening if I get to like better than where where I was then." Yeah, what, because what I know you... now the situation is better. In like, it's better off that that ended anyways. So. Can you can you help me understand a little bit more about like what you mean by what it, like if if I'm if I'm better than I was then? Yeah, I mean if my general satisfaction with life is higher and I feel like I'm getting more out of what I do and what I have. What defines that for you? Um it's tough to say. Um, yeah. Probably just all brain chemistry. <laughs> okay, that's a very scientific answer. D any anything more practical? Uh, um, I don't know, cause like, I think good things could happen nowadays, and I still would disqualify them. Like yeah. better things than that. I think so too. What makes that happen? Um. I don't want to say brain chemistry because we already discussed <laughs> it, the difficult thing, but it's what I'm going for. So what has changed about your brain chemistry? Um, my focus is shot. Um, what else? Um, do you, th do you think that anything in, do, do you think that something I, I, I understand like, the result again like the symptoms of the changes in your brain chemistry but like do you have any ideas as to what caused the change in your brain chemistry um probably the breakups okay 
I don't know. It could have also just like naturally happened anyways, but that's not likely because my family doesn't really have a history of depression. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah, so I mean, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep circling back around to this as we as we go through the discussion just to see like if we can find any like additional nuggets as we as we work through it. But like, um. I, I think that I think that you're right. I think that the that the breakup is what altered your your brain chemistry or like the the way that I've been describing it is the breakup is what caused you to be walking around as half of a hecking person. And I just want to ask again like is there are are there things that make you feel like you're regenerating? Say regenerating. What? Uh, I think your last word cut off. Oh, regenerating. Okay. Um. Not really. It's kind of like something just got killed off, and it's not coming back. So, when you play board games, or when you have those special streams. Does it feel like anything... I, I know that it's not, you know, like a full regeneration. I know that you're not coming back to your full self. But does it feel like any part of you is like... Like maybe a toe is like shifting back into place maybe? Um, feels kind of like a distraction. Like, I know I'm going to log off and everything's going to be the same. Or I'm going to stop playing and everything's going to be the same. But for a while, my brain is, like, engaged in this alternate universe where things are simpler. All I have to do is figure out this puzzle or um, figure out what to say to people. And then, I mean, th real life can seep into that, sure. But when I turn that off, it's back to the way things were. Hmm. That's interesting. Because now I'm thinking about what's the what's the difference between a distraction and a passion. Right. For a while, I, I thought, like, and I still kind of think this, it's like the best I can do is to distract myself. Mm -hmm. And that's it. So was your, your significant other a distraction? Definitely not. Why not? Um, because he kind of was life. Um, like, it wasn't like he was, like, helping me escape from life. He was just, like, the constant thing. Like, there there was no turning off of having him. Yeah. All right. I think, I think, I think I have to, I think I have to go hippy dippy here. I've been trying to avoid hippy dippy because I feel like your coding mind is just gonna be like BS, but I think I gotta go hippy dippy because I think it's important. Um again, I, I, I brought this up in the last technical tantra with, with Cuddle. But before you uh before you found a love for board games, were you still brownie? Uh yeah. Okay, and before think, you well... go ahead. <laughs> That's complicated, actually, because, like, who am I? 
And right. Then, I mean, that really is like, the root of that. That that's where I'm going. You 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 skipped steps, which is great. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was brownie like for a while, but like, am I? Was a year ago brownie or was now brownie? I don't know. Right. Right. So do you feel like there is a constant you, some sort of constant you? Not really. Um, actually, I mean, now it feels like some things are pretty constant as far as I've been depressed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, so what about what about before your relationship? I was a completely different person. Like even the Myers-Briggs personality tests, I've taken them like over the years and it's always been different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but, okay. Uh, but like scientifically, you're not a different person, right? You're still the same brownie. Uh, I don't know. Because like, different experiences happen and suddenly my brain is thinking about different things all the time yeah and i think if you talk to me um let's say like eight years ago you'd get completely different answers than if you talk to me now okay so i think i think that we're i think that we're running into a really cool uh and revealing thing which is that Are, are you, Brownie, your thoughts, experiences, and feelings? Um, that's a good, tough question. Yeah. I like to say they make up that, but feelings can happen independent of those two. Hmm. So, okay. So let me, let me try asking, are you your, are you your thoughts and experiences? Uh, there's a physical self too, but. I'd say as far as, like, the mind goes, then, yeah. And so, who is, who is thinking those thoughts? Uh, I don't know. I like to say it's me, but they're just kind of happening without my control. Who, who, who is, who is me? bunch of neurons and transmitters is, is that is that it could be maybe i'm i'm playing i'm playing a very careful game of of chess in my brain um Okay. So here's here's where I think the the biggest problem lies. Like like the 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 um I I I think I think that it, like it starts with the you being half of a person, but then like in terms of that person actually regenerating, I think that this is why you can't regenerate. I I think that the way that consciousness works is that there is there is sort of like a there's sort of like a watcher okay there's a person who like is you and sees and like who is observing all of the like thoughts and feelings and experiences that that happen 
okay? And then there's the mind, which has all of those thoughts and feelings and experiences. And then there's, you know, the outside world. And what happens when that watcher gets, when, when it focuses in, is it sort of, uh, it sort of like goes inside of that thing. So like when people say like, I just got like so caught up in my anger, like it's, it's the idea that like their, their consciousness is sinking so deeply into that one thought, feeling, emotion, whatever, that like, that's all they are anymore. Like they are just anger or whatever. And I think that right now, that's how you live. Like that's all there is. You, like you are, you are that, um, that like cake that I was talking about, like those layers of thoughts. That's all there is. It's like all consuming for you. And so go ahead. Oh, um, I'm trying to understand it. So you're saying like the, the watcher is kind of like melded into the thoughts that are happening. Yes. Get sort of like sucked in. I can, does that make sense? Yeah. And like, it kind of reminds me of what people talk about with meditating and mindfulness, which is like, observe your thoughts, but distance them from yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. And I've done that a little bit. Yeah. Like I practice it, but it always like falls apart. What falls apart? What happens? Um, like I find situations that I just can't be mindful in because they're so boring to me that I just like, I'm just going to fall back and like, pull my brains, what's going through my head and like focus on that and become that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we all do that. Like, and, and le unless you're talking with someone who's enlightened, I think that every single person does that. And like, that's totally okay. I think that the trap that a lot of people fall into with like mindfulness and meditation, things like that, is they think like, oh, I keep getting distracted or like I keep, you know, getting caught up in my thoughts and things. And so I'm not good at this. I, and so I'm, I'm not going to do it because I'm not good at it. But in reality, every time you pull back every time you sort of like oh like i got caught up in my thoughts again and you pull back a little bit you're actually doing sort of like a like a mental push-up and so you're actually like getting stronger in doing that it's sort of like a it's sort of like an anime right like demon slayer is a great example the the like breathing that he does have you watched demon slayer yeah okay i see i have it great it's so good okay so the breathing that he does where it's like it's constantly breathing basically what they're talking about, like they're not telling you this, but basically what they're talking about is like finding enlightenment. And so like the, the what, what are they called? The like the master, master swordsman? The Hashira. The Hashira are like enlightened people. That's what they are. Because they're constantly in that state of breathing. Um, and, and that state of breathing is basically constantly in the state of like detachment, constantly in the state of like sitting and, and watching their thoughts. Um, so yeah, dude, like, yes, you are absolutely going to get caught up in your thoughts and everybody does. And that's good because it, it's making you stronger. I know now, okay. I want to be careful here because I know that you had a therapist that you worked with that like worked with you on some meditation and it was a really bad experience for you. 
And so I want to make sure that I don't fall into that same sort of trap. So, so talk to me about your thoughts. Like what's coming up for you? Uh, you mean just like just the thoughts that I'm coming up right now in the situation? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, part of me is like, oh, well, you can't do this. I mean, and par part of me is thinking like, oh, what am I if not my thoughts? Like, what? I mean, it seems like they define me. But if I don't let them define me, then I'm just nothing. Yeah. Or so something Brian, like that. I want you to take a second. What are you doing right now? Um, I'm moving my fingers around a lot. No, 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 no. I'm I mean, like, that. in in your head, what are you what are you doing right now? Um, I don't know. Like, I want to say thinking, but that's too simple. Um, You're like just from a sort of um, definitive standpoint, you are observing your thoughts right now. Do you see that? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And so that practice of just observing your thoughts and just sort of like watching them go through, that's, that's what I'm talking about. And, and that, that guy, whoever, whoever that thing fella is that is observing the thoughts, that's, that's the watcher that we're talking about. And that's the real you. When I, when I ask like, who are you? That's, that's him. That, that. Whether you get a haircut, whether whether you've gone through a terrible breakup, whether you know you are walking around as half of a person or a whole person, that thing is constant, and it's it, it's what it's what is brownie, whatever that is, the essence of brownie. Right, but then it's like, what if it's just a watcher? Doesn't that mean like everyone's the same? Like what makes the watcher's different? Very good. Yes, that's exactly right, and that that's that's a big that's a big part of what, of what enlightenment is. Is you realize that everyone is the, like like we are all you know. I I'm this is getting more and more hippy dippy. You forgive me, Brownie, but like we are all connected, right? And like like it is all it all it is all sort of like one massive consciousness. So like yeah. We're all sort of pieces of a whole. What do you think about that? Um, I don't know. I've always heard people say that. Like, I've always people heard people talk about like when you get enlightened, you realize everyone's connected or everything's connected. Yeah. And I don't know. I like always had trouble believing that. Of course. Um, but uh, me I mean, arriving the conclusion like everyone's the same is kind of weird. Yeah. Totally. I agree. It is weird. It's super weird. And and the reason that it is so weird is because we've never seen it or experienced it. Like imagine going back in time to whatever time, like let's say some ancient time. So let's say like when Jesus was born or something and telling people and like, like, telling people about smartphones like they'd be like dude what are you talking about like that there's no way that exists that's crazy you know and so like similarly like the reason that 
it, that this concept seems so crazy is because we are so constantly caught up in our thoughts that like this the uh like what is right outside seems completely it seems like another universe it doesn't even seem possible but when you think about it logically which is strange that it that you can actually logic your way into it but when you think about it logically you're like oh yeah that makes sense because i can't i can't define myself by anything other than that everything other than that is like i i can only define myself by the fact that i'm experiencing something does that make sense right yeah kind of like i can define myself as like how i react when i do this or like how i react when i do this but not even how you without react, those things just how you experience it do do you get right. do you get the difference yeah i guess it's kind of what i meant okay yeah yeah and i think that i know that this is really hippy dippy and i don't know if it's actually going to do anything for you and I, I i i i worry about that but i really think that the more that you can detach yourself from your thoughts a little bit the more you can practice detaching yourself from your thoughts the more you're gonna be able to observe the regeneration that i think is actually already happening but i think that the problem is is that right now you're so absorbed in your thoughts that one you're not able to see the regeneration that is happening and two, it's slowing the regenerative, regenerative, regenerative process because your, your mind is actively fighting against it. Right. I could see that. I mean, I, w I really wish I could see what you're talking about, but I know that'll take time and even with time, maybe I won't see it. I think that one thing that I can sort of point to that may, may give you some, like, just some things that I'm seeing that I think uh, point to the fact that you're, like, on a good path is that you reached out for help to, like, like you, you, you went and got a coach at Healthy Gamer. I think that's a really big step. And also that you reached out in my discord for help when when you were when you were struggling with burnout because i think that if you were in the same sort of hopeless state that you were before you wouldn't even reach out you know you would just suffer in silence and sort of like slowly disappear mm, sometimes sometimes well okay so like now what i do when i'm feeling bad is i just like Say stuff on that Twitter, which is screaming in the void to no one in particular, except like the 30 people that follow it. And I don't even know if they'll see it because Twitter's algorithm kind of sucks. I love that. I love that you have event Twitter. That's awesome. Right. One but it's not like, it's probably not a good thing. Like I should be just talking to people individually. Well, 
I don't know. I mean, sure, like, you know, reach out to people individually. But I think that one of the most important things is that when you are feeling depressed or anxious or whatever, uh, not isolating is one of the best things that you can do. Because, like, depression and anxiety have this, like, vicious circle that they implement where they're like, oh, you're depressed and anxious. You should be all by yourself. And then when you're all by yourself, they, like, come out, like, all big and scary and make it even worse. And so then you get more depressed and anxious. And so then you stay alone more. And then, like, it's just this vicious circle. And so if you can surround yourself with people, all of a sudden, even though, like, you might feel really uncomfortable and everything, all of a sudden, like, the that that stuff can't can't like you know t- take you over you there it is again you can't get you can't get caught up in it because other people are sort of pulling you back does that make sense right yeah like i i felt this like 2019 i decided well i have really bad experiences in my local furry group so i decided i wasn't gonna like hang out with people anymore i was just gonna stay in my oh yeah and i also had really bad roommates that like were abusive and everything oh, no. and then the guy that I was dating just stopped dating me. And I was like, well, I saw these people and I'm only worse off for it. So clearly I shouldn't be seeing people anymore. And I pretty much like for months and months and months didn't talk to anybody except for streaming. Mm-hmm. And what I, happened? by the end of that year, like I, I underwent TMS, which is like a magnetic brain stimulation thing. And like, it helped for like a few weeks. And then I was just in, really in the dumps. And so, like, I, I'm I'm going to interpret what you said a little bit. Tell me if it's right. It sounds like that isolation got you in, like, one of the worst places that you've ever been in. Yeah. Um, I got admitted to the hospital, like, the beginning of the year after. And then it kind of sucks that 2020 happened because <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to, I guess I should stop isolating. And then, oops, COVID. Totally. Yeah, that's really unfortunate. That's really bad timing. You were like, I'm right. going to come out of my isolation. And COVID was like, no, you're not. Stay exactly. Inside. Well, okay. So I did go to a furry convention the literal week before lockdown happened. <laughs> and then that got very fond memories. It's like the last time I got to do anything like that. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad that, that you're able to get back out again i think that that too is going to help a lot with the regenerative regenerative process hopefully part of me still worries that the same thing will happen is what happened with the local furry group mm-hmm. where i didn't get to know anyone very well and like felt distant from any everyone and then i vented in the group and then people just hated me for it mm-hmm. and then i left I'm sorry that that happened to you. I, uh, I, I, I know that experience. It sucks a lot. Um, right. You definitely learn things like not everyone's receptive to that. And you got to find the, the few people that are right. Yeah. You got to sort of cultivate the right group of people, which is exactly what you're doing with your stream. Right. And I don't even know if it's going to work, but try it i i i have i have so much faith i'm i'm so i'm so hopeful for multiple reasons one just because like brownie i think that 
I think that one, you're a brilliant guy. I think that two, like I see, I I have I have so much hope for you. Like I just see like such a such a cool guy who like, you know, went through some really rough stuff, and like is having a hard time healing from it. But like, I I just think that you have such you have such an amazing amount to offer that I think I think that it you're gonna blow it out of the park. Um, one 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 thing that I I wanted to throw out, and please tell me if my harping gets annoying. But one thing that I want to throw out is, you know how people always say that like cheesy thing about like live in the present, man. Like don't you know don't focus on the future, or the past. Just live in the moment. Right, right. That too is the this same concept of like not getting caught up in your thoughts so like one of the things that that i keep noticing as as we like have this conversation is that like you'll feel hopeful about something and then you'll sort of qualify it with like but i'm afraid that this same thing is going to happen so like you're actually doing both like you're you're saying like this thing that has happened in the past i'm afraid is going to happen in the future and so what what I would encourage is like try try to try to just take one step at a time. You know what I mean? Try not to like play a game of chess, but instead just play a game of checkers. You know, just play just one one hop at a time and and see what happens. You know what I mean? Right. I know why I'm doing it. I know I'm doing it. I'm trying That's to stop good. the hurt before it happens. Because yeah. I think it's inevitably going to be happen, and so if I just cut myself off from the situation really quickly, then it won't happen. And you will also never regenerate. Right. But, yeah, at the same time, it's like, and trying to regenerate, like, by reaching out to the local furry group, I was trying to regenerate. Yeah. For sure, as like, oh, I discovered this new side of myself, and I'm going to see what I can make of it, and hopefully find some friends, maybe find someone to date. And then it's like, oh, well, now I'm even worse. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think that that is the same concept as like going to different therapists and like having a having, you know, running into a bunch of bad therapists and until you find a good one. Like, yeah, it sucks finding bad therapists, but that's like that's the game that you got to play in order to in order to regenerate right like a lot of it hinges on my belief that like something is there but it's like maybe i don't have to believe that something is there in order to do it T tell me more about that you you believe that what what is there like i like a lot of the reason i act the way i do is because i don't believe if i keep trying things that something is going to work out but maybe I just like avoid the concept of the belief altogether and just do things. I think that's brilliant, dude. Yes, absolutely. So like there's this the there's this concept of like falling behind that I think lends itself very well to you, which is that when when the, this feeling of like falling behind, what tends to happen is that when people are just like slacking off and like not doing anything in their life, they don't feel behind. But as soon as they start doing something and trying to, like, catch up, all of a sudden, 
they feel super behind. And the more progress they make, the more behind they feel. And the reason why is because, like, if you're sitting at the bottom of Mount Everest and you have, like, no intention of climbing Mount Everest, you don't care. You don't care that there's a huge heckin' mountain in front of you. But all of a sudden, if you, you know, get out your rock climbing equipment and, like, strap in and start making your way up Mount Everest, all of a sudden, every step you take, you're like, oh, my God, there's so much Mount Everest left. You know what I mean? And so when when you when you start this healing process, every step you take in this healing process, you're like, "Oh my god. I'm half of a person. How am I ever going to get to be a full person?" But you can't focus on that cuz you'll never get there. You just got to focus on like, "Oh look. The tip of my finger came back." Or, like, maybe it's not even a tip of a finger. Like, oh, look, it's an atom. You know? Like, oh, look, I played a board game and an atom came back. This is great. Look at this atom. And before you know it, the other half of your body's back. Right. I hope I can see that eventually. I don't think... I think that you're still you're still doing it in, in what you just said. Does that make sense? Do you, do you see that? Sort of. Like, I, I kind of disqualified it or, like, didn't believe that it's going to happen. It, I, I mean, like, you can totally believe that it's not going to happen. Just like you said, um, you said, I hope that I can see that eventually, which is still like your mind is getting caught. You, your, yourself is getting, like, sucked into the into the future. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. So, like, try, try, like, like, um, like, for instance, I think a great example is, like, make a video of yourself playing the trumpet and post it. And, like, don't think about how many views it's going to get or don't think about, like, that people aren't going to like it or any of that. Just, f- for me, <laughs> make a video of you playing the trumpet and post it on YouTube and send me the link so that I can okay. read about it. Because I really want to hear you play the trumpet. Or you can, even, can do you do you have your trumpet? Uh, it's somewhere under my bed, and I haven't okay. played it in forever, so it probably sound awful. All right. Well, even if it's terrible, I you can even post it privately. But I want you to make a video of yourself playing the trumpet and send it to me. I don't even care if it's terrible. I want to hear it. All right. Deal? I can I can manage that. Okay. Cool. Cool. I'm excited. Um, so I want to check in and see sort of like where you're at, how you're feeling. Do you have any like big questions or reflections or anything like that? Uh, I don't know if I do. I think I just had to process all this for a second. For sure. What is this? And if you if you can't answer this right now, it's totally okay. But what has this experience been like for you? Um, it's been good. I feel like I've been kind of taken out of the the funk I was in and like allowed to take a step back and like observe That's awesome. what's going on in a in a non biased way. You're not chameleoning me, are you? I hope not. 
I don't even know what it's like to not accumulate anymore. Like I, I, I tried doing it yesterday on stream and I'm just like, oh no, it's happening again. What do I do? That's really good, dude. Like, so, so here's the thing. Taking the step back is, uh, like, seems really hard. And I think that maybe an easier step is just to notice it. Like, you don't have to take a step back. You don't have to, like, be the observer. You don't have to be enlightened because no, no one's, no one's, I mean, there are enlightened people, but no one's enlightened. Uh, it's really hard. It's really difficult. Um, so, but if you can just, like, catch yourself. And like, like point it out when it happens. Like, so if you, if you catch yourself, like qualifying your statements with like, but it's probably never going to happen or whatever. Like if you can just start to notice that stuff, I think that it'll make a really big difference because one of the, like, like again, to like sort of bring in science to this, one of the things that scientists have discovered is that simply the act of observation changes things. So, like, when, when they observe, like, animals in nature, they have to, like, work really hard to, like, be as discreet as possible because they know that if they are, if the animals are aware that they are being observed, it's going to change the behavior of the animals. And so they won't get, like, accurate data. And so similarly, that can work in our favor because it means that in order to, like, make big changes in your life you don't even necessarily have to do anything you just have to start noticing things just catching yourself in little in little tiny ways so like a, a, a perfect a perfect example is like oh i uh i i just like qualified one of my statements or like oh i just um i you know i i, I noticed that i'm caught up in my thinking right now and just yeah. start with that and see how that see see how that goes see what that does for yeah me. part of me is like what what do i do now i notice but i guess i don't worry about that yet wait say that again part of me says what do i do when i notice but then i don't i guess i don't worry about that yet right just notice because like i said just the just the noticing is going to bring about change and so you what's cool is you don't have to do anything you know i know i know that it's tempting to want to do something but you you don't have to you can just notice and it's it's gonna start bringing about change yeah okay, i went on another tangent I, I i want you to have like a chance to finish you feel like you're sitting in you, you feel like you got like sort of detached from your funk tell me tell me more um yeah i think it's weird because like most therapy sessions i'm like in a funk and then i explain why i'm in a funk and then i'm even worse because like oh we don't have a solution for that funk um, but I don't think we are focused on solutions. We're focused on understanding what's going on. Yeah. So it's kind of like I'm taking myself out of the situation a little bit. Yeah. And one of the big things that I think can be really helpful in therapy sessions and I don't know if your coach, if, if you've noticed your coach doing this, but like I, I did this at the, at the beginning of, of this talk is that is like admitting that I don't have a solution and just being like, let's heck and work through it together instead of me being some wise shaman that gives you an answer that ultimately doesn't work and is disappointing. Right. 
Um, I think at some point, I remember something that stuck with me. He said, let's give up on, like, the premise of being happy for now and, like, focus on something else, which was, like, almost sad to me, but at the same time, like, it made more sense. It's, that's too lofty of a goal at the moment. Did it feel relieving? Yeah, it felt like I didn't have to have to do, like, everything right now. Yeah, totally. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I think that's a really awesome thing to say, like... You don't have to be happy. What you you can just you can you can be unhappy and that's okay. As long right. as you know, as long as you are aware of it. Okay. Yeah, it's a super powerful thing to say to like help you not be upset that you're not reaching the goal but like to still make some sort of progress. Totally. So I I'm I'm feeling good about where we're at and like we're 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 right at about the the two hour mark. So I just want to make sure like any, anything else that like you want to dive a little bit more into or talk a little bit more about. Um, I don't know if this is considered qualifying, but like I'm thinking about a whole being myself on stream thing or presenting myself, and I know. When I tried to do it on Tuesday, I ran out of things to talk about in like an hour and a half and then went back to being a chameleon. I'm wondering, like, I guess I probably get better at this with practice, but it's like, if I'm not just being whatever other people want to me, me to be, what do I choose to be? It's a great question. I think, first of all, that I definitely can't give you an answer because the answer is you be you right and i'm like well i know me and me when i'm not streaming i lay around all the time like bored not knowing what to do and i don't think okay. people want to see that okay but that that being said like so when i say like be you on stream it doesn't necessarily mean just like it, it doesn't necessarily mean like just chatting streams right like you can like you can like play games on stream and things like that but he, like here's my question like the games that you play on stream do you actually enjoy them? I do. Okay. Unless I so, stumble upon a bad one. But I, I don't think I'd enjoy them if I wasn't streaming and playing them. That's interesting. But, okay. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's delve into that a little bit more. So, like, if, if, uh, if you... Hold on. Uh, what is it about playing and streaming them that makes you enjoy them? It feels like I'm, like, using them to do something like i'm if i'm playing it off stream i'm like wow this is something that i could be doing on stream and like actually getting something out of and i've heard like other streamers say the same thing actually so i think it's a pretty common problem i think you're right i, I think you're right i'm just thinking about sort of how to ask this question um So when you play games off stream, you don't feel like you're getting anything out of the game? Sort of. I feel like maybe it's like a feeling of not being productive. Like I'm not using this game to like do anything for anybody. Therefore, I shouldn't be doing this right now. What about you? Um, well... 
I guess for me, I had that focus problem where it's like, now that I know I can do this and do something else, I don't want to go back to how it was before. But I mean, what about doing something for you? It doesn't feel like I'm doing something for me for some reason. It feels like I'm making an attempt to do it, but then I don't enjoy it. So what it doesn't does, actually work out. What does doing something for you feel like? Um, feels wrong. Feels self-indulgent. I don't know. Like the, the most, the common example I'm thinking is just like buying myself like a meal that I enjoy, which feels good for like a little bit. And it's like, oh, well, I just ate that and it's done now. Like, what did I get out of that? Yeah, dude, this is, this is, this is the juice. This is, this is it. We're coming back to it again. So, um, my brain is getting tired. I can tell it's working slower. Um, so the fact that doing something for you makes you feel uncomfortable and doesn't doesn't feel good is exactly why you need to start doing more things for you because growth and healing and regeneration are all about leaning into discomfort like healing healing is not pretty you know like when 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 you get a cut and it heals up like that's not a pretty process it doesn't look good <laughs> but but it's this like amazing regenerative process that your body is going through and so like and it hurts right like like as as you heal up like it doesn't feel good bones mending back together doesn't feel good but it's what you like you have to go through in order to heal and so i think that like a really good like simple exercise that you can do for yourself is like this is almost like a th this could be your meditation Okay, because like meditation doesn't have to be like sitting and breathing. Get a meal for yourself that you really enjoy eating, because that seems like the most sort of like concrete example that you gave me. And like eat the meal and enjoy the meal and then notice what happens. You can still have the thoughts. That's totally fine. You don't have to like not have the thoughts. Don't try to like suppress the thoughts or anything. Just notice what happens afterward and keep doing that. Do that like. I, 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 I don't know how well off you are, but like ideally if you could eat a meal, like a totally like self-indulgent meal, like even three times a week, that'd be great. If not, like that's okay. Like w whatever you can do. But if you could do it like three times a week, that'd be awesome. And just like sit in that and notice, notice like, oh, I feel like a self-indulgent ass right now. Oh, like that did absolutely nothing for society. Because there's a big difference between like, um, just as like another example, there's a big difference between like being overwhelmed and being like, woo, I'm really overwhelmed right now. Do you know what I mean? Uh, sort of. I don't know if I completely understand the difference. Okay. So... I'm going to ask a question. It may totally fall flat. Have you had, were there times with your significant other where 
because I know that there were times with, with your significant other where you were really happy. So that's that's easy. But were there times with your significant other where you would be sitting with him and there would be a moment where you'd be like, wow, this is incredible. Like, this is a really amazing experience that's happening right now. Absolutely. That is the distinction that I'm talking about. There's a difference between when you're just when you're just like experiencing the love and joy and everything and when you like pull back and say like wow what I'm looking at right now from this observing seat is really special. So like similarly like with, with your with your uh like with this like exercise that I'm giving you um like eat a meal and then like sit in the seat of like oh i feel super self-indulgent right now because that's going to be different than just like than 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 being sucked into it does that make sense yeah i think so okay and and keep in touch dude i i i i i think that i i i i feel like I feel like I'm helping and I and I would like to help as much as I can. The reason that I started these tentacle tantras is because I I know that this is a strength of mine and like a thing of value that I can provide to my community and that's the main reason why I'm doing it. Like in terms of content, like yes it is content, but like it's not it's not like the most successful content. It's just like, like really the reason that I'm doing it is, is to try to provide value to my community. And it seems like from what you've communicated that it's providing you a lot of value. And so I'd love to continue to do that as much as I can. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think that's been quite a, quite a bit of value. I mean, more than I get out of the average therapy session, that's for sure. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. That's a huge compliment. Um, all right. Any 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 final thoughts? Wrap up. Um, Questions. I think that's about it. Um, okay. A lot of things I have to just observe and look for my own answers and just live. Yep. Yep. And good luck. Good luck. And like I said, keep in touch. And, and the final thing that I sort of want to end with is that like, I'm really hopeful, dude. I, I, I think that sometimes when we ourselves are lost in hopelessness, somebody else coming up and saying like, I have a lot of hope can really go a long way, especially when they mean it, which I do because like, I, 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 w I wouldn't say I have a lot of hope if, if I didn't think so. I um I I would I would probably feel pretty bad about this session if I was like man I I I feel totally hopeless I don't know how he's going to get out of this and I don't at all I feel really hopeful I feel really uplifted by this conversation and I think that I I think I think that you're going to you're going to heck and be a cool full-bodied tentacle monster soon 
know. <laughs> in, in my mind, you're some sort of like half Cthulhu type beast, you know, like half your body is gone, but like, like it's like writhing tentacles everywhere and like the tentacles are slowly like growing back. Anyway, doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> I have a lot of hope for you, dude. <laughs> that would, that would be some cool art actually. Yes. Yeah. Oh man. Can you, all right. Don't. All right. I don't want to like, I don't want to ask for free art or anything. So only do this. Like if you want to do this, but I think it'd be a cool, I, I don't want to call it an exercise because that feels manipulative to like use this as, <laughs> but I think it'd be a really cool thing for you to do to like draw that, like, like visualize yourself as like half of a person and like draw that out. I think that'd be a super cool thing, not only to show me because I'd be super heckin' excited about it, but like to show your stream and like talk about, I think that'd be really cool. Anyway, um, thank you for doing this with me. And yeah, no uh, problem. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. And good luck. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye.